0: I have a a number of people in my shul who are doctors and uh, due to uh, unfortunate circumstances their parents require medical attention and they very often are faced with the issue of giving their parents an injection or some other form of treatment that might cause a wound and very often the other option is either find another doctor, you know, someone else in the school who can come and uh, help out, or even going to the emergency room and sitting there for however long it takes until they get the the care that they need. So the Shaila comes up fairly often whether a child is allowed to administer medical treatment that's going to cause a wound, like an injection that will cause a little bit of bleeding, to a parent. Is that permissible or not? So in the very beginning of perech Eluhein the 10th Perak of Masech Sanhedrin, which according to some is the last parak of Masech Sanhedrin, what the order is in the proclam, whether Perak Chelek is the last parak or Eluhein is the last perech, happens to be a machlokos Rishonim. But in the very first Mishnah, the Mishnah lists off Eluhein the following are Chayev Chanec and the very first on the list is Hamaka of one who strikes a parent. So the Gemara right away, identi- right, right away uh, qualifies this, that this does not mean that one who kills a parent, because if you murder anybody, you're Chaib sa'if. So it can't be that for murdering a parent, you'd be if chenek, especially if you hold that chenek is a lesser onesh then Saif. So Maka avivimo must not mean to kill a parent. It means to strike a parent. The Gemara further qualifies that it's not just any strike of a parent. Like someone said to me, is it a problem to high five your dad when you're watching the Yankee game together and uh, Aaron Judge hits a home run? Is it a problem to high five your dad at that time? So I do not believe that is a problem. And in fact, the Gemara identifies because you're hitting him, right? So the Gemara identifies, no, Hamak the Gemara says, means that you're avid chabura. The Gemara says that, uh, Until you make some sort of wound. It doesn't have to be an external wound, it could be an internal wound, meaning something that bruises, even if it doesn't uh, actually actively bleed, or certainly if it bleeds, that would be a chabura. And for that a person is chay of Great, that's if a person is going to, God forbid, hit their parent. Says the Gemara, but what if you're applying medical treatment? Iba ben ma'u Dam dam la'avid. Can a child do bloodletting for his father? Meaning, medical treatment for the father. The Gemara quotes four different Amorayim. Unclear how many opinions there are over here. It seems that there are at least three opinions. Rav Masna Amar, Ahafta l'rei kamocha. What do you mean, can he do bloodletting? Everyone would want someone who's so kind to do bloodletting for them. It Not only can he, he should, he must. It's a mitzvah for him to do it maka Adam you know i 'm not allowed to even strike an animal if that animal doesn 't belong to me i 'm not allowed to damage your animal but i 'm allowed to heal your animal even if it involves making some sort of wound on the animal if that 's if it 's an act of healing i 'm allowed to do it so same is true with maka adam if it 's healing then it 's not called maka. And you can be puttered. Then, so it sounds great. Sounds like no problem. Of course, therapeutic refuah, no problem. Then the Gemara tells us, Rav le brei, silva, uh, that Rav would not allow his son to take out a a, a splinter that he had in his uh, in his skin and Marbre Dravina lo shavik lebre le michdaf and Marbre Dravina did not allow his son to, uh, to to open up a boil that he had. Why? Because the son might accidentally, in the process of trying to heal, draw a little too much blood cause some sort of unnecessary wound, Bishogig, not on purpose, but Bishogig, you might do it, you don't want him to violate an Isr Bishogig, asks the Gemara, so no doctor should ever be able to do any procedure, because forget about a son, you're not allowed to wound any other person unnecessarily, so shouldn't you be concerned that every doctor might make the incision a little too much, a little too big, a little too deep, and it's going to be an Isr Bishogig, the Gemara says, yeah, that would be an Isr Lav Bishogig, this would be an Isr Chenech Bishogig, this is much more serious, and that's why we stay away from it. So that's what emerges from the Gemara. Now, the Rambam paskins in Paragevulch's Malachazayin, and this Paschim Gimel that a child should not remove a splinter from his father because we're afraid he's going to cause him a wound, and a son should not do bloodletting, he should not do an amputation on the father even if the kavanas is for refuah, even if he's just trying to heal him. However, the Rambam writes that that is only true l'charkila, meaning there's another available doctor who can do the job but if there's no one else available, then the son is allowed to do it. And he says, and even the Amorayim and the Gemara that were very careful about this, they were just saying that, uh, that they were careful because there was someone else that could have done it. But meikra adin, there's no isr l'tzarech Rafua, and therefore Ain sham acher, if there's no one else available to do it, no problem, you can go ahead and do it. And that's what the Rammah Paskin's right there in Shulchanarch in Yerdea, simen reish mam alef like the Rambam. Now this is one of those unusual cases, where there are malpaskins like the Rambam, and the Mechaber paskins against the Rambam. Right? Most famously, Hanukkah, you have such a case where there are malpaskins, but over here, the Mechaber doesn't break his own rules. He paskins against the Rambam because both the Rift Ridd- and the rush also passing against the Rambam. So two out of the three, and that's why in Beis Yosef he explains that the Rif and the Rush hold that it's Asr no matter what, and therefore even the Tzorok the Shulchan Aruch paskins, the Mechaber paskins, that a son is not allowed to wound his father. So again, sounds very hetero number one, the Rama, if we pass like the Rambam, that when there's Ein Sham, Acher, if there's no one else available, the son is allowed to do it. Then there is a second potential heter that does not appear on the page of Min chas Chinuch in Mitzvah Mem Ches, Gimel writes that all these kinds of interpersonally surah, the Isser Chavala, the Isser Klala, right, not to hit someone, not to curse someone, all these isurim, whether it's Bechavero, whether it's ba'avivimo, be- no matter who the victim of your crime is, that's only when you do it without their permission. But if they tell you, go ahead, hit me, go ahead, curse me, then there's no isur. it's 100% mutter to do it, no Misa, no Malkus. I. why didn't these amarayim allow their children to remove the splinter or do all these procedures on them? because they were afraid, says they were afraid that they would do it unnecessarily, which would be Shalom Bereshos, meaning the parent was only allowing the child to do what he needs to do, but they weren't allowing their children to make the incision a little deeper, a little longer, they weren't allowing that. And therefore, they were afraid it would be done. shalobir it would be a violation of the Isser. The Raya the Minchas Khinuch brings to this phenomenal Kiddush that as long as a parent says, I'm fine with it, you're allowed to do it, is the Rambam in the 26th paragraph of Ilch Sanhedrin, Vav, where the Rambam writes about cursing a Nasi or cursing a regular person, that even though a Dayan or a Nasi can be mochal on his kavod, he can't be mochal after you've cursed him, and the Rambam writes, shekevar in v'neschayiv. What, you go and you curse him out, and then he says, it's okay, I'm mochel. Too late, it's okay, I'm mochal. He already violated v'yaser. So says, it sounds like the only problem is that by the time you were mochal, he's already violated v'yaser but had you not already violated the Yisr by the time he was mochel, then it would be fine. So says, milchaz you see very clearly you're allowed to be mochel. That is not a widely accepted uh, opinion, though. The Sheiltos, in sheltos HaMechalaf, writes, when the Gemarian in Kiddushin tells us that in Avshamachl al-Kavodo, Kavodo Machl, when a father, that a father has the ability to be mochel is covered. that means he's kavod. But hakaa klala, striking a parent, cursing a parent, he has no ability to be mochel. In fact, other Rishonim say this way, the Rivash in the Tshuva and shchaf, quotes from the Rivid, when it comes to Klala, it's true a father could be mochel in his kavod, but that's only if it's things that do not have b'zayon associated. But a b'zayon, chirufim v'gidufim, klalos against the father father has no right to be mochel. And the Tureyevan brings a raya, the and and Megillah, Chavches brings a raya that this revash is correct from our sugya, because if a father were able to be mochel on his klala, he should be able to be mochel on the wounding from this sugya in Sanhedrin. And apparently they can't be mochel because these Amorim were makvid, that the child shouldn't do bloodletting on them, that the child shouldn't remove their splinters, that the child shouldn't open up their boils. So therefore, la halacha, Many posts reject them in Chinuch, and uh, they say it just doesn't fit with the sugya in Sanhedrin, Pei, Dalet, Ahmed Beyz. And it also seems from the Rambam against the Minchas Chinuch, because what does the Rambam say? That a son is allowed to move, remove a splinter for a father or mother when there's no one else to do that. And he writes, Haraza so you see that even when the parent gives permission, it's only mutar Rafua. So if a father just says, "Here, give you a best shot," you know, give me one right, you know, punch me right there. You're not allowed to do it. Even even the ram would say you're not allowed to do it. Ram only has this header when there's no one else to do it, and it's litzaruk Rafua. So who holds like the minchas chinuch? Rav Shlomo Zalman HaRomach Rav Shlomo Zalman In Mincha Shlomo Chalik Similam Bebez Os Bez writes That he thinks the Mincha Is correct That at any time We have, a, we have an Isra In the Torah To hit somebody It's uh, the, 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 uh, it's always only When uh, when they, they don't allow it When they don't want it And he says By by Hakas Chavero Shulcharach Paskins And the Ramah Paskins In Chashem Mishpat Simitav Chav That if he says B'Ferish I want you to hit me I'll menace That you're going to be Potter You are Potter and that's what the Raman in the fifth barak of Chaval Mazik Halacha Aleph that the Isser Chaval B'chaveru is only if it's Derech B'Zayon so if you Chaval BaAviv with his Roshos it's not Derech B'Zayon Mimela there's no Isser, and therefore Shalma Zalman says a child is allowed to give injections to a parent L'Refua when <coughs> Because he says even shalobir refuah, if the parent was mochel, it would be mutter kal v'chomer It's going to be hundred percent mutter. Now each time Rosh Hashanah was made, it was always without a sniffing. Like he didn't just go milchaschinah against all the mishonen. But still, Rosh Hashanah paskins a child is allowed to give injections to a parent. The other hatzor, even if one is not comfortable with relying on Rosh Hashanah, is that it says in the Rama when there's no acher, when there's no one else available. So what does that mean when there's no one else available? There are always other doctors somewhere. So in the Chuvas Minchas Yitzchak in Dayan Weiss is Medayek from the Gemara in Sanhedrin that the Amorim did not allow their children to do what? The Gemara gave two examples to pop a boil. To take out a splinter, well, that, that's not very hard. You don't need a medical license to do those things. Any yotes can do those things. So says Minchas Yitzchak. Yeah, the, what the Gemara is trying to show you is that it's dafka. It was dafka hakpada when there were other people that were qualified to do it. Because these are things that, of course, there were other qualified people available, easily available to do it. But had it been a ma'aseh uman, had it been something that you would need some training to do, which probably administering injections might be qualified as that, that you need some sort of training to do, then uh, then then we assume that it's not you can't just pull any guy off the street. So that would be enough enough of a of a heter. Furthermore, Diane Weiss points out that if a person uh, needs regular injections and the parent is gonna go through, he's gonna think to himself, I'm gonna schlep to the hospital every day. It's just it's too annoying. I'm gonna bother my neighbor who's a doctor. It's too annoying, too much. I don't want to bother him. I don't. Want, they, their own kid, they don't mind. Their own kid will stop by the. House, we'll volunteer, to stop by the house every single day and give the injections, they don't mind. If it's likely going to cause the patient to not take his treatment seriously and not get all of the injections that he requires, so Diane Weiss says that's also an Ain Sham Acher situation. What if there is someone else easily available, readily available, but that someone else charges money? And the child is not going to charge anything for it. So in Gesher Achayim, Rav Yechimel in Gesher Achayim Chelik Beis Parakal he writes that uh, that, uh, that that's as if there's ein shama acher because the uh, son is not chayiv to hire a mumcha and to pay out of pocket because Kibrav is mishalav. It's not mishal ben. The son has no obligation to pay out of pocket for Kibrav, and therefore the son has allowed to do it. And in fact, Rosh Shlomo agrees with that assessment. However, Ravazner and Shevet Alevi, Ch'elag Yudsim and Kufman disagrees. He says, this has nothing to do with Kibur Av, Mishal Av. That's only by Kibur Av. This isn't about Kibur Av. This is about Maka Av. This is about the Isser of striking a parent. So to, to avoid the Isser of striking a parent, you have to spend a lot of money to avoid that Isser. So he says, but that's only if the Rofé, if the doctor wants a normal a normal fee. But if he's going to charge something out of sight, then that's already called the Enshamacher, and the son is allowed to uh, do that. Also, Ravazna writes, it's also if the other guy is just as good as the son. But if the son is a greater expert, then certainly the son can do the the, uh, the Rafua. And obviously, whenever it's Pikuach Nefesh or Safik Pikuach Nefesh, we don't even think twice. If it's ever a Pikuach Nefesh situation or Safik Pikuach Nefesh, then of course the son would do it. So to summarize, can a son give an injection to a parent, so we think about it, we say you know, if there's someone else readily available who's easily able to do it, so sure have the other person do it, but if it's even a hesitation if the parent even thinks for a second I don't want to bother someone, I don't want, so then we rely on Rosh Hashanah because after all the Rambam writes, the Rambam Paskins like the Rambam, that if it's the Tzaruch Rufuah, that it may yikar in it's going to be mutter